everybody i want to say thank you thank you for tuning in this is the first episode and i'm very excited um i have my parents my parents are my first guest here and it's not an interview it's really a conversation uh my my father and my mom they've been married uh, over 40 years uh they've uh they've been doing so much uh in the community and church uh but also in their careers uh, my father, like I said, he's a CPA, he's a pastor. My mom, she's a therapist, and she's an elder in the church. So they kind of grew up in the church, so we kind of talk about that, with the, how the church has shaped their relationship, how they met in the church, but then how they uh, assimilated in their ideas in, in the culture, and what does the culture mean. Um, the other part that really I've learned a lot from in this conversation was about being equally and unequally yoked. And why that means so much to me is because as a divorced man with children, uh, I've dated some super fly, super dope, beautiful, and intelligent women. Uh, and, they, and their focus has been on their careers. And coming out of a divorce, any person would know that it could be taxing on you emotionally, spiritually, mentally, but also financially. And as a man, when you're dealing with that financial, uh, you feel as though you're not even living up. And you feel as though sometimes you feel as though you're not equally or even t- you could take the lead um, in a relationship. So they kind of help and coach. Uh, not just me, but us through that whole situation about being equally and unequally yoked. So, man, just enjoy this episode and let's let's have a great time. Thank you again. This is Al's Chicken and Waffle. Everybody, take a deep breath. Relax. Uh, and 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 we're gonna have this conversation. Um, I think this is a, a dope conversation. This 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 is gonna be a super dope conversation because I'm here with my parents. As I said, um, with uh, I call them mom and dad, uh, and but uh, my kids call them mama and pop pop. <laughs> but this is Dr. Cheryl Clark Hardy and. Pastor Addison Cornelius Hardy. Uh, so we're here. Can you just say hello to everybody? Hello. How you doing? Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, Hope you're doing okay. So so one, one of the major things, I, I haven't even really told them what my, my podcast is really about. They're just here supporting me. Mm. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> and, and, and I always appreciate the support and the love that my parents have. Um, for me, they like, basketball. They was there. Um, marriage. They were there for my children. They was there when I got divorced. They were there. So, um, I think one of the things that we want to talk about is just relationships. My dad, how long have you been married? I like when, when I ask dad this. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Forty years. Um, <laughs> Forty years, eight months. And exactly today, eight months. No, no, I'm sorry. And 
28 days. Okay, okay, all right. So, we're, we're, and I guess what we want to talk about is um, is relationships. Um, and, and in multiple forms um, from your relationships, uh, with your, your relationship with yourself, um, parents, um, and then also with us. Um, but when we, when we first, how did you guys meet? What, what, you know, how did you guys meet? Um, we met at church, um, through my cousin and she introduced us. And so that's where we met. I, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, go ahead. ahead. No, yeah, that's where we met. I, Addison, he likes to do the longer version, but I'm a shorter version of it. We met at church at Miracle Temple. Okay. Yeah, so in go New ahead. York. Go ahead, Dad. No, what she said is, is correct. Uh, <laughs> her, her first cousin was friends with, with one of my good friends, mm-hmm. and those two had been seeing each other for a while. And I, uh, her first cousin introduced us at the church in mm-hmm. Newark. Yeah. And I knew her family prior to knowing her because family members were members of our church. Uh-huh. So the family members was was just kind of friends intertwining and then mom, your your cousin, which would be my cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was just visiting. Okay. She was just actually visiting. But my family that actually was there, they, they was there for a few years. So, you know, my mother has quite a few sisters, so mm-hmm. all of all of us are first cousins. I have I always say I have about a hundred first cousins. <laughs> <laughs> if I can include the, my mom's side and my dad's side. But yeah, that's how we met. Okay. Okay. That was cool. Okay. So what attracted you to each other? I, I would say initially and to this day, your mother smiled. Mm-hmm. Appeal to me, mm-hmm. her, her personality. Mm-hmm. Another redeeming quality, as I got to know her, was she wasn't silly. Mm-hmm. She was relatively serious, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was good. Plus, she had good parents, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was. Uh, I realized afterwards that that was important. So, how 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 important? Like at that age, did you? really understand that or you know probably didn't when you're younger I don't know you might have but I think as you get older you recognize things better and you become more settled because you have life experience some things only come through life experience mm-hmm. Be- because I, I, I guess I ask that question now is because um, like when we talk about um, church right and just the culture of church mm-hmm. um, everybody kind of was taught to live safe to live holy Mm -hmm. um but that's for some people that was just in church or for Mm -hmm. for some people you know uh the spiritual and the home life didn't fully mesh right so when you so in church you knew what to say knew how to behave but your home life didn't have the same uh, vibrance or you know you didn't have the same type of lifestyle so coming from seeing mom coming from a home that was structured good family good mom good dad how important you know now when you see that how important is that now for you for me now I would say that that's 
important from from a cult first of all from a cultural perspective mm -hmm. the uh, certain standards that were inculcated in the home in her home were similar to the right, same type inculcated. of same type of culture that was in my home uh, with my with my parents well first of all my father wasn't saved but, mm -hmm. uh, which is your grandfather <laughs> and and but my mother was mm -hmm. and it was more the culture for me coming from my mother mm -hmm. and I saw that in in Cheryl's uh, family mm -hmm. so but to the audience what do save mean mm -hmm. you know we we use the words that we are so accustomed to accustomed to in the Christian community you know how are you doing I'm blessed of the Lord um, the saved or I have the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost and sometimes people think you running around the church or you got the Holy Ghost is chasing you so you know what is saved okay so so being saved is one accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior and then just like the word saved means saved from a particular destination saved from a particular place that one may be going to that's a bad place eternally mm -hmm. uh, in your life but then on a on a earthly basis or in the life that you going through day to day to me being saved is following after the prince following after the principles of Jesus Christ uh, and following after those principles because of a change that's taken place in your life uh -huh. because uh -huh. of having Christ on the inside of your life. So you're not doing it out of rote. You're not doing it because somebody has a gun to your head, but you're doing it because using, going back to a point that, that Cheryl is making, is that you are a new creature or a new creation in Christ where the Biblically, it says, "Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new." Uh -huh. So there's there's a there's a change for the better, as mm -hmm. I would see it. Uh -huh. And see, I love that the way he say it, but I'm more realistic. Um, he's uh -huh. more spiritual, and I'm more realistic as I follow Christ, and I also am humanistic. And what I mean is, I consider the human part, because sometimes when we talk about church. Um, if you've been involved in it, you can be so spiritual until you forget the reality part, the realistic part, and the humanistic part. And so on the reality part, I would say that you, you made changes and Christ is helping you on a daily basis. And those daily basis is as um, Romans 12 and 2, when it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I feel that when you incorporate that in your life, you're renewing your mind on a daily basis and it's helping you to become saved on a daily basis. So I received Christ as my personal savior in say in 2020, but in 21, I'm closer to God because I'm renewing my mind on a daily basis. And also the humanistic part is I'm human. And so when people say a lot of spiritual things like God is going to do whatever, whatever spiritual um, colloquium you, you have heard throughout your entire life from your great grandparents and grandparents, 
But how can we put that in a practical term and say, I know that God can take care of me right now mm-hmm. in this human state. So, so that's how I, I, I think about it. Even though I've been um, in church all my life, but mm-hmm. um, so so okay. So that leads to this question, right? Um, uh, when we when people in church they talk about being equally yoked, right? Mm-hmm. And do you feel as though, um, and going back to the parents, um, do you feel as though you guys, when you first met um, and began to date, do you feel as though you guys were equally yoked? I felt like we had a lot in common. Uh-huh. I felt like being equally yoked came as we proceeded on, like renewing your mind daily you recognize that you have a lot of similarities and so that's how i look at it mm-hmm. because what is equally yoke and is equally yoke is different from every individual especially mm-hmm. as a therapist i always say that because a lot of times we give blanket answers mm-hmm. and what works for one couple does not work for another couple or what works very well for one couple and it could be what works well for us might not work well for you and your marriage or mm-hmm. um someone else in their marriage mm-hmm. so so I think another way of, of looking at the term well P- Paul uses this term mm-hmm. be not unequally yoked with an unbeliever mm-hmm. so to a certain degree being equally yoked is a talks to a level of compatibility mm-hmm. and similar to what what Cheryl is saying it it, it can vary from person to person mm-hmm. so you can oh, have, but but do you see how you, I, I, you're going to continue? But do you see how people use the term when they're in relationships? That's that, and that's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. So so go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and and how do they use it? Do they use it in terms of looking at it from a biblical church spiritual perspective, or are they looking at it from just an overall? point of compatibility they look at it from a, a point of compatibility relationally mm, you know okay. so 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 and that's and that's the question i was asking you know so because going back to the parents right uh or how you was raised sometimes you're in a space and i'm not just i'm using church as the example but right. you know people could go to school together and they could get the same education but when they leave the school they're not compatible. Absolutely. You know? So sometimes you meet in a space and because the outside, you look good on the outside, you know, doesn't mean that you're still getting the same information on the inside. So, and that's what I was saying. That's, that was my question. You know, when, when you guys met, you know, uh, you talked about what uh, attracted you to that and we want to come go to mom. Um, but, you know, uh, and I think you kind of answered it. You know, it took time for you to become equally yoked. Is, is that what you were saying, Mom? That's what. Yes. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's, heard, that's the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. But what were you saying, Dad? I'm sorry about compatibility from a a, a relational perspective, but from a biblical perspective. I, I was know. talking about it more from a relational perspective. Uh-huh. Whether it was. So a combination of that would be the church. Uh-huh. Combination uh-huh. of it would be 
the environment that we lived in uh -huh. and how we adjusted adapted to that environment uh -huh. if we That's look good. at it, if we look at it now it would be the the importance of education uh -huh. the importance of entrepreneurship uh -huh. that's kind of being equally yoked uh -huh. the importance of rearing children in a godly way uh -huh. setting good example that would uh -huh. be to me being equally yoked uh -huh. because if we look at it from a, a spiritual perspective you can have two go back to that word saved individuals who can't who may not be equally yoked now they're saved they're maybe even filled with the holy spirit they go to maybe even go to the same church uh -huh. but um from a from a one a spiritual perspective they could be unequally yoked uh -huh. or not compatible and just from a natural perspective the fact that they're in the same church and operating in the same spiritual dynamic still may not be equally yoked on terms of other points of compatibility uh -huh. so mom yeah i agree with that uh-huh so mom what attracted you to dad um, his kindness uh -huh. and stability, uh -huh. you know, and he seemed to be focused, to be young and focused. Uh -huh. That was very uh, attractive to me. So was that, that, was that rare or? Yeah, it was in, rare in, in, because in, of the environment I grew up in. Uh -huh. And you didn't see too many people that, I mean, I saw it with my father uh -huh. and a couple of other people, but, um, and, and great leaders in my family, like uncle B that uh -huh. is now 101 uh -huh. and been married to his wife over 77 years before she passed. Uh -huh. But, um, like in my neighborhood, I didn't see that. Uh -huh. And some, and even in the church, to be truthfully honest, uh -huh. I saw a lot of people, guys that came to church, but they wasn't stable. They wasn't focused. And, and so when you talk about equally yoked, I was thinking how some people can be so equally yoked in the church, uh -huh. but you're not equally yoked naturally, uh -huh. you know? Weird. So you come home and you have one person maybe could preach real well, but they sleep all the time. And you want to say, if you want to exercise together, they don't exercise either one, him or her, or certain things you want to do together at least once a week. And you just don't get around to it. To me, that's unequally yoked also. So unequally yoked, it's all the perspective of the individual. Cause you could be so equally yoked in church, but you, you're not compatible at all at home. So that's what I love about counseling. Cause what you're doing tonight is you going inside, you talked about the inner man. And so like you go into the inner man, we go into the inner thoughts. What is your perspective? What is your outlook? Where do you want? Where do you want to go in life? And what is your purpose? So, I, I, I so I, I like where you're going, Ma. So, um, so when we look at that, right? So, um, and we're we're just using we're using the church as as a as an analogy for 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 personal development and and personal relationships, right? So, but I think, and we and we're talking about culture, right? So. Uh, a person could go to church and they could assimilate to the culture absolutely of the church mm -hmm. and because you know they have because they're in the church and they get teaching in the church doesn't mean personally they're not getting teaching uh, for, for themselves and when I, what, what I mean is is that because you could preach well you was you see that you was taught that but you're not taught so certain people are not taught 
how to have a regular conversation. So um, we had di- we we were having um, different conversations, and we was talking about going into uh, disagreements, right? Having disagreements, and before you have a disagreement, uh, having heightening your self awareness and knowing who you are, um, knowing how you get upset, knowing when you have to take a break. And the the question is, is when these when people have these arguments, right, even before you have an argument, you're supposed to communicate, you know, I'm upset. This is what makes me upset. Um, So in church, you're taught how to behave, how to sit down, how to do this. But in your home or even yourself, you're not taught how to uh, have boundaries or how to communicate. So, um, what does those conversations look like for you when you're uh, like when you're growing, right? Um, Mom, you you know, you, you went to college around the same time I I did, right? Yes. So, well, yeah. So we graduated. And, and Dad, you when I was born, you went right after high school. You when I was born, that's when you got your CPA. Like a little, little bit after that, a little bit after that. Okay, so, um, so that's like a seventeen year, seventeen year gap, right? Okay. So of of you, you haven't. Let's we're talking about education. You have your degree, but then mom having that self development, right? So what did that you know that conversation look like when mom started to develop herself personally? And you know what I mean. As you was continuing to do the work, what did that you know? How was that? Do Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I'm trying to remember what the. Are you asking asking me? Both, both. Okay. Uh. Well, as your mother was going through getting her bachelor's degree, uh, I think what what helped me was when I went to Faith Fellowship when there was an orientation. Mm-hmm. And even even though <laughs> even though at the orientation I fell asleep, <laughs> I saw it was it was I was impressed by the presentation that was there mm-hmm. and what she would would be getting out of it, and then she saw a great interest in it, and, and that just kind of meshed over time that she was picking it up, she was learning from it and, and, and using it. I mean, I, 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 I always say that mom, she we were her first people that she kinda tested oh, her, Lord. Her, her stuff on. And, and I, I mean, but it was it was yeah, great it was yeah, great stuff. Yeah. I had to but, do those evaluations. But I guess mom, the reason I asked that question is is that a lot of times when somebody uh is do, like so dad, he's he was doing what he was doing for years, but you know, you you was I reinvented uh, myself the second half of my life. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. And sometimes as a man, uh that's that's a struggle for mm-hmm. for in relationships. You, you know, like you wanna do this now, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a son who who's about to go to into college. college mm-hmm. You know, so was that something that you were thinking about or it was just something not, that not, you really supported? No, no, I not the way you're you're saying it. No. Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah. again, I was working too. So yes. I worked the full time and went uh-huh. to school part full time, part time as uh-huh. far as studying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, because because but but do you understand why why I say that? Because mm-hmm. th- there there's a struggle for for, for people. In, in, no, I was in holding that. it down. Though. I was holding my end down. <laughs> I still was dropping off, picking up, take taking the boys to haircuts, going to games. You know, getting a check every two weeks, and I didn't miss a beat. That's you know? good. I didn't miss a beat, That's- so it didn't affect him. So what probably would affect him was make certain things not done at the house, like cleaning Uh and cooking, Uh especially cooking. Cause as soon as I went to school, it seemed like Uh I just cut that out. I mean, but for me, but um, overall, you know, I was doing my part. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, showing up. Yeah. I mean, I guess, and even for me around that time, I was so busy in, in school that, you know, I didn't, you know, I was, playing ball it was so much mm-hmm. you know that I did I just I was happy that you was in, in school I, yeah. I, I even liked the, the information that you was getting yeah. because the information that you got was more so self development for us yes. you know what yeah. I mean yeah. uh, maybe sometimes you know we didn't know it was like what is this what's going on but it, it really I think the inf- like as you as you grew um, it really helped to grow the family Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, the late great Kobe Bryant. What do they all have in common? It's not that they just won championships. It's more than them winning four rings, five rings, or six rings like Mike. They all had a coach, and that coach was Phil Jackson. He helped them through the process. And that's my goal, is to help you through the process with our coaching sessions. When you come to me, I want to see you develop in the area of leadership, team and culture building, and conflict resolution. And this is very important to me, emotional intelligence development. So I don't want to see you just be good. I want to see you be great. Go to www.mralhardy.com forward slash coaching session. Promo code OWLS Chicken and Waffles. Talk about self development. I I really think that we talked about church and we might be getting off the church subject, but I feel like that should be more of classes in churches on self development because so as you want the congregation parishioners to increase their knowledge and skills spiritually, when they leave the church, they still need to know how to manage their life. Um, you know, on a personal development way, because of what I love about education, they have personal development day and they, they teach their teachers certain things, but on those days that they, they increase their knowledge and help them to manage life and have fun. Sometimes you need to teach people how to have fun too, because, um, the era that I grew up in in church, it was it was like really rough and the mean looking face and uh, mm-hmm. everything was strict and you had to do this and now it's real better. You, uh, so much better. Not I mean it was good then, but it's it's a little more freer. And so I just feel as though that's that development, like what you tell you preach to people and share, but also help them to develop. How can I live okay on Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday? Uh, and and but you had this understanding. Oh, and, 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 and for me, I, 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 I agree, I totally agree with that, right? But I also think that personal development also needs to happen with, with leaders. And, oh, that's and, good. In the corporate environment, 
because a lot of times, uh, and and when I'm talking about leaders, let's let's we could go the, the gamut. You know, we could talk about in church, outside of church, business. small business, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs, um, sports, political, mm-hmm, political. You know, a lot of Mom people. And pop stores. Yes. Uh, so, and when we talk, and for me, when I, when I think about self development, it's. Uh, filling in the gaps, understanding your gaps, the things that you need help in, and either developing your weakness or having the ability to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of times what leaders do is because they've been doing things so long and so much is that they just like, I just take care of everything mm-hmm. as opposed to getting the coaching or getting or hiring some people mm-hmm. to help them in that area, yes. and I think the 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 problem is with that is 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 a tr- is a breakdown of trust. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. That, you know, and, and I can understand that too. If you've been a leader for a long time, say you've been a leader for forty years, mm-hmm. and you've been a leader of any organization, and every time you you get you trust someone, they back off and leave you. Mm-hmm. So that so in that case. They are abandoned and rejected and isolated mm-hmm. so many times until somebody comes and they really trust them. They'll try to trust them, but the trust is hard because of the past experience. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's trauma. Mm-hmm. That's trauma to the leaders because leaders mm-hmm. have a lot of trauma and they don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. it's so funny sometimes. But, but who can they talk to about that? That's that's that's. But they need to talk. They need to have at least. A, well, a coach doesn't need to hear. The intimate, a coach can help them with certain things to help maintain the organization, but they should talk to a therapist. Mm-hmm. They need to talk to a counselor. They should go to a counselor at least once a month and just drop off all the monthly struggles that they have with everyone because it's private. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's getting better, mm-hmm. but um, I, I and, think they and, should. And so I was having a conversation earlier, and, and one thing I was saying was I've seen a lot of guys and this and this pertains to leadership too. I've seen a lot of guys when they're in a relationship. Um, sometimes the women uh, that they're dealing with, they either out talk them, yeah, or the they, woman out talks the man, yes, yes. and they and they, or they over talk them, and that guy he shuts down. And sometimes and that happens sometimes the opposite way too. You, you're definitely mm-hmm. right, and 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 I say that to to, to this point in leadership, right? Um, even though. Uh, the leader is the leader or the boss per se um, I'm not a big fan of that term but the, <laughs> but uh, he is the leader he has so much or she has so much coming at them they have mm-hmm. so much coming at them that uh, they don't know who to release it to and I mm-hmm. think like you said having a therapist really helps them because people dump issues on them mm-hmm. like in, like for instance if you have a business you get an email you get a DM mm-hmm. you have you know then you and people come to, and if you're a pastor you have people coming to you with your with their problems mm-hmm. um, so and they're just dumping information mm-hmm. th- and they want you that they want you to solve mm-hmm. you know and now how does that that person navigate that you want to say? So, so I think a couple of things. There's, there's several. There, oh, I'm sorry. There's several levels that need to be looked at. One, when people get a leader gets things dumped onto them, some it's good to have a mentor 
somebody who who's been through the path that they're going through now, who can kind of help them to navigate those tricky situations, then it's good to have as uh, as Dr. Wife is saying, uh, someone who is a more of a counselor, who that they can release some of the things that they have on the inside mm -hmm. with them. Uh, so I have a question for you um, because when we talk about mentorship, um, I've I've had a lot of guys, to, and this isn't pertaining to leadership. They ask, "How do I find a leader? I mean, a mentor, mentor. a mentor." I yeah. think you should interview them just like you interview anybody else. I think you should look at their lifestyle, look at some of the things they have accomplished. And then if you see what you like, that you strive to be, you aim to be like that person, um, not so much like that person, but the things they have done with, in which you want to do, whether it's a business or, or something else, um, have a conversation with them and ask them, do they have time for you? And if they have time for you, every time you, every time they make time for you, 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 you pay for the dinner, you pay for the coffee. And so you can just glean off of them and get that experience. Cause sometimes like if you're 30 and you're talking to somebody at 60, they have, they have additional 30 years experience of life. So they, they almost like giving you information. And so you won't have to hit those roadblocks because they're going to teach you how to go around and detour and and you couldn't ask for anything better and and and, one and the thing, same thing with a counselor you know that's true uh, and one thing that i've done when when i've looked for like just uh, i i call them like big homies you know like big brothers like um i've always gave them something of value you know i brought mm -hmm. you know so if it was a gift you know, like you said, if it, if I bought, you know, dinner because, um, but they also saw that I brought something of value to them, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes what, what, what normally happens is, is that you see somebody, um, that you might want to be a mentor, but you're, you're just asking them a bunch of questions and you're not bringing anything to them. Mm -hmm. So their time is just them dumping information and they're not getting anything. So I think the way you get you sometimes you have to get into good grace with people, mm -hmm. um, and, and I think they should give them homework. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and 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 you 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 bring something of value to them. Mm -hmm. You know, you you want to say something to that? Yeah, I, I, you want to you want to similar to what both of you are saying. You want to value that individual's time mm -hmm. you want to give them something so that so that it's almost like a two-way street and when I say give something to them it, it could be tangible intangible mm -hmm. uh, number three you sometimes you may not be able to connect with the person that you want to connect with and you can you can have that person as a mentor from a distance uh -huh. where you're kind of in a position to watch what they're doing. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Let's say it's somebody at the job. So that person may not have the time or that person may be totally ignoring you. Uh -huh. But if you kind of see what they're doing, see how they handle certain situations and that doesn't necessarily mean you, you mimic what they're doing, but learn for, from what 
what they're doing. Mm. So you said mentor, therapist, counselor. What 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 was the other things? Uh, when we're talking about leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think leaders definitely need to hear from other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. One of the points that, that, that Cheryl was talking about was personal development. Mm-hmm. And whether you're a leader or just a person in general, I think it's important that you're always learning. Mm-hmm. You're always wanting to learn. You're always wanting to improve. You always want to uh, do things for self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Cheryl, you were talking about in the church, uh, I think a pastor should always be looking to do better, to learn more, to know how, not just to know from a biblical perspective more things. And I was, I was listening to uh, Bishop Tudor Bismarck, and he was talking about the time that he will put in growing and mm-hmm. learning uh-huh. and, and it takes time to do that uh-huh. uh, when you're torn with all the time constraints that you have uh-huh. or people like going back to the point that you were making where people are pulling at you you got to be able to navigate those waters to say I can't just have everybody take it from me I need to have something poured into pour it into me uh-huh. because if uh-huh. if this bottle of water gets depleted uh-huh. I'm going to be no good to myself Empty. and to other people that are around me uh-huh. so that that bottle needs to be replenished uh-huh. and sometimes you need to step away from where you are uh-huh. for somebody to pour into you uh, to help you to grow, help you to get better, help you to improve. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with a leader always have to be the one to speak. I think they sh- they should fall back to hear someone else too, so they can learn how to grow. I struggle with leaders not getting rest and feel like they have to be the one to be on the for- for- uh, forefront to do all the everything, mm-hmm. and that is not humanly possible you need to have and I also struggle with leaders not being structured um, and not being organized because the people that's, that's following them are very smart and sometimes the people that follow you are smarter than the leader mm-hmm. but the leader is the chosen one and they're the one to know how to carry the assignment on and, and the I also they have the vision mm-hmm. without the vision the people will perish but without the people, the vision will perish, mm-hmm. right? And so, and and I also struggle with leaders being late. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a struggle for me because if you at if you want your blessing on time for God, but but because everything is set in order with everything at your whatever if it's at your congregation or is at your business, and things supposed to start at nine o'clock and you come in at nine thirty and nine forty five. I think that should that that's that's a concern for me as a you know. So 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 you bring up some some great points. So is that self development or is that I think so? What I'm getting is that self development on for from the leader's point, but I also think it's uh, putting having the right people in place to kind of help that leader. You know, 
so if if I if I if I'm hearing what 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 Cheryl is saying, or the question that you're asking, I think in some cases is a lack of discipline, uh-huh. lack of accountability, because nobody's holding that particular leader's feet to the fire to say that uh, this is not the way things should be. Um, okay, that's the and people say. Okay, that's the way he is. That's uh-huh. what that's what he's doing. They're giving him a pass. They're giving they're giving him a pass and everything. Uh-huh. So it's a lack of it's a lack of discipline, or it's a lack of being held accountable. Uh-huh. And because he's the grand kubar, he can do what he, he wants to do. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. What? So that's right. a concern. Let's 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 shift it a little bit. Um, what does healthy relationships look like? A healthy relationship look like to you, you two? A healthy relationship looks like to me is when both people can share how they feel freely without being judged or condemned. Mm-hmm. A healthy relationship is both people can do what their purpose and their call is because sometimes you have a female that is a powerhouse that can run a company, an insurance company, and then you have the spouse that's a janitor. And I think when it comes, when they come together, it shouldn't be a problem because in your house, the title should drop and you should have that conversation where you flow in your janitorial service and you flow in your being the CEO of the company. So I believe you should work according to your purpose and your call but when you come together be as healthy as possible as having great communication and allow each other to be free but yet together mm, so all right so oh, wait because we're going to unpack this a little bit right here because <laughs> uh because because what what normally happens is is that you, first thing you're talking about talking freely right um a lot of times um what what happens is is that depending on how certain people was raised, mm-hmm. um, certain people like like we said earlier, they're not able to get a word in, right? And certain people shut down. And so how can so how does that one person who doesn't who is not able to get that word in? How can they build that ability to become? Uh, free or talk freely, you know, especially when things get tense, because sometimes when things get tense, you know, that affects the rest of the relationship, you know, especially if that person mm-hmm. shuts down. But that has to be learned. Uh-huh. You have that's a that's a, a learned process mm-hmm. that needs to be taught. And most of the time it's better taught with an outside person, mm-hmm. whether it's a therapist, counselor or uh, if you're a couple and you are you've been married like five years but and you have a mentee cup a mentor couple that's been married 30 40 and 50 years they can help you with that Mm -hmm. because um you need to in a relationship we need we all need to and that's not that's not taught in my generation and the Mm -hmm. generation above Mm -hmm. but we need to have a conversation where we can just be we could share what we want to share gently Mm -hmm. and there's no right or wrong because it's your feelings Mm -hmm. and so we're not taught that we're taught more of that in in class so now we as therapists we're trying to share that and teach people Mm -hmm. that the way you feel is okay Mm -hmm. and the way i feel 
it's okay. Mm-hmm. No one can tell a person how they should feel. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, years ago, people would say, you sit down, you be quiet, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But nobody can tell you how to feel. So when you get to that understanding mm-hmm. that that one person does might not like to travel and another person might want to go three times a year, you need to have a conversation and mm-hmm. say, well, one doesn't want to go three times a year and the other one wants to doesn't really like to travel. So let's agree we'll go somewhere one and a half. Mm-hmm. We'll go somewhere once a year for about two years mm-hmm. and do and do the half at a, as a, clo- a weekend trip, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then... And when they agree, then you go to the next step. You just keep moving slowly at each other's pace. Mm. So, so a lot of times, those things that that you're saying, I think it goes back to the comparison between a younger, older couple that they haven't seen those things. They they have they haven't seen those type of they haven't seen those type of conduct that type of modeling. Right. So Absolutely. it's hard to get there. So you're saying it takes it takes place over time. Mm-hmm. I think so to add to what's being said, would you say what a healthy couple look like? That there's love in the relationship. Mm-hmm. There's respect in the relationship. And there's also safety in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all right, so now and clear communication. So wearing the Black Men Are Dope and Black Women Are Dope shirts has been pretty amazing. Like I would walk around and people would look at my shirt and there are some people who looked very uncomfortable, but then there were people who were nodding in agreement and that just boosted up this sense of pride that I have of being a strong Black woman as well as being having having strong black men in my life and I just want to share that message with the world and a lot of the times we think that we can only share that message from verbally you know talking about our black our black men and black women being so dope but you know what I can share that message without even opening my mouth and saying the word I just put the shirt on and walk around and let the and I'll let the fashion speak for itself go to www.mrihardy.com forward slash shop and put in the promo code chicken waffles i'm going to unpack this now because i see a lot of people uh especially uh in my generation mm-hmm. when we're talking about because you said one a lady could be a ceo and a, and a guy could be a janitor right um and when they come together the titles have to come down it should mm-hmm. okay however <laughs> what 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 I what people have just shared to me just in, in regular conversation is that this person who's the janitor doesn't understand what this person as the CEO is going through. And because they don't understand what the CEO is going to, they're not going to give this janitor a chance because they're not equally yoked from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So how does how do we find value in not having titles? Right, right. Well, and then also sometimes the janitor struggles with the CEO bringing work home. Yes, yes. And I don't want my wife bringing work home when uh-huh. she come home. Or making more money. Uh, than yeah, and, make, and so that needs to be a conversation. That needs to be a conversation. That needs to be said. Um, 
I'm bringing work home and it's adding to our financial status. Mm -hmm. And so when I do well, you do well. Mm -hmm. But then you have to agree on taking time Mm -hmm. to just drop everything and make time for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then take the things that. And then now also we have to. What was your question? No, because also we have to realize that this is transgenerational um, lack of communication. Communication mm-hmm. not only didn't start with that couple, mm-hmm. it didn't start with their family, their grandparents, their great grandparents, their great great grandparents. Mm-hmm. And so we inherit this, all this communication and dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And then when we start to function and well, we start looking for dysfunction mm-hmm. <laughs> because we know how to operate in dysfunction and mm-hmm. we're not, we don't find peace in being functional. Mm. So, okay. So those, those conversations. Are, are difficult at times, you know? Yes. And how do you have those difficult co- conversations, you know, because uh, is that somewhere where you need somebody to kind of coach you through? Yeah. yeah. I would say have someone to coach you through or have your a counselor to mediate you. And then when you have that conversation, you need to start off real clear. Um, let's talk, let's talk about, this is going to be a hard conversation. So let's talk about it. And it's not to offend you. You know, I don't want you to say two things. I don't want you to get defensive or offensive. Uh-huh. This is for us. And then I just want to gently share. Mm-hmm. And so that helps a person because when you catch people off guard, they're going to throw a wall up and then they go into, you know, protection mm-hmm. mode and they're going to put their fists up and try to protect they, you know. Mm-hmm. I think so, it's also being conscious. You want to be clear. Conscious, in addition to what, what Cheryl is saying, be conscious of what can trigger a negative reaction in your, in your partner mm-hmm. so that you don't, say something or push a button that would put the other person down or tear the other person down because Uh again as you start off saying this is a difficult conversation and as the conversation goes you don't want to lose control of yourself so that you're lashing out at the other person so 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 I want to know where that pushing your buttons come because as a therapist how why would you why where where does those buttons come from because people say that don't want to push a button, but those are, I guess they talking about triggers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so at least that's the way I see. It. Okay. All right. So so so, I think that so okay, now coming from this right from as as a as a man, you you you, you know, traditionally man is you know man is to protect, provide, be a priest of the home, you know. Um, and now with, and going back to mom's analogy, this man is a janitor and let's just say he's bringing in, uh, $30,000 a year. Yes. Where she's bringing in a hundred. Yes. And now, you know, how does this man feel secure in what he's been taught? And but he loves this 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 young lady, and she loves him. You know, cu- like culturally, this is what we've been taught. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, how does how do how do we have like what does that look like for the man? The, the security factor for that man. That's 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 going to be difficult. But I think the lady can help to reassure him 
that we're doing this together, uh-huh. we're working together, uh-huh. that what you bring and what I bring to the table is for us, uh-huh. and we're trying to hold it down. I'm not going to belittle you because of what you make. Now, let's say that, that See, man, the, 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 let's, the, let's say that man is not lazy. Yes, it is. That that man is not lazy, let's assume. Uh-huh. Let's assume that he is can be ambitious. Uh-huh. So hopefully that can be a groundwork for the female not to put him down. Uh-huh. But I, you have to And I also think in that situation, it should be as private as possible. I don't think that no one should know how much they make. Uh I think they should make it clear that they're the team and no one outside should know their business unless Uh it's the tax person and, and they, and try to work on building the best marriage that they could build and not let money be a factor. Like society says, cause, um, just because a man doesn't make X, Y, Z doesn't mean that he's not a man. Uh And just because she makes X, Y, Z doesn't mean that she is the ruler of the house. Uh-huh. You you are supposed to be going back to being equally yoked, uh-huh. being a team, uh-huh. don't tell your business, not even your mother and father, sisters and brothers, nobody should know, uh-huh. and you establish the team, you both be the team player for each other. Uh-huh. So so they, so in, 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 so in that case, they should be advocating for each other. Uh-huh. They should be advocating because I think the, the, the problem is, is and I think that's a great point, is when people know your business, they start judging you. And now that judgment seeps into uh, how you feel, uh, how she might feel. And and then not knowing that, you know, and, and the, the other part is, is that just like how you, mom, at a certain point, you know, you went back to school, you started to develop yourself. The same thing can happen for this, this man. And when, and, and in a time of need, is he going to be there? Um, cause a lot of times in our community, uh, per, we, we're there for people who have money, you know, but if this person is there for you, no matter what, you know, you have somebody and if, and we've talked, if he has a value, uh, integrity. We have to look at all of those factors. Absolutely, and the and the no matter what is the one that stands by the graveside. Mm. No matter what is the one that's in that's sitting by your hospital bed when you're having surgery. Mm. No matter what is there when you're struggling, trying to stay on top, and you have to do all these reports, and somebody is praying for you quietly mm. to make sure you're successful. And that's what we need to try to focus on, like. And so you brought up a good point that no matter what, mm. you know, I might not bring the $30,000, but I'm bringing an extra $70,000 of prayer. Mm. Mm. And, and I, I think that's important. The, that, that, that factor good. that you bring up where the couple is praying for each other, interceding for each other, trying to see the best for each other, not uh-huh. doing things to tear the other person down, uh-huh. talking to each other when there's issues or problems in a manner that looking to correct, not to tear down, not to destroy, but to 
build up the mm-hmm. foundation of the home that or the relationship that the two of them have. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. Um, so I'm gonna we're gonna be wrapping up, and I just want to say thank you. <laughs> I want to say I appreciate uh, my my dad and my mom. Um, and, and my brother, my brother, he's been uh, in the in the background, but he's the he's major. Amazing. He's the major player, uh, so he's super dope. And this and all of this is really empowered by uh, Jay Calvin uh, Entertainment, uh, and and my brother, he does an amazing job as it pertains to audio engineer live uh, with the podcast. Uh, even in your home, so uh, you, you can follow my brother Jay Calvin, um, Jay Calvin Hardy, right? Um, so that's 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 great. Um, Dad, how can people reach you? Right now, the best way is at a Hardy at Comcast dot net. That that well, <laughs> we gonna have to. Where's your Gmail? You got a Gmail, right? I do, but I use that for. All the All right. Purpose. All right. You can't be using Hotmail no more. <laughs> I don't have AOL. Some people still have AOL. Yeah, All right, Mom. I, I know what you're saying. Uh, we we gonna we gonna work on that. You can reach me if you want to reach my dad. <laughs> Go ahead, Mom. How can the people reach you? Oh, you can reach me. Um, I have a website: www.drcherylhardy. Dot net and um, I'm on Facebook, Dr. Cheryl Hardy LLC or Dr. or Cheryl Hardy um, PhD. Um, I'm on Instagram, Dr. Cheryl Hardy, and also on Twitter, Dr. Cheryl Hardy. Okay, I, I think I, I want to do more conversations like this. I, I, I think eventually what we're going to do is we're going to do a live. And then we have people just kind of chime in, ask ask some questions or something like that. Um, so we'll, good. so something yes. some, something like that, um, and and we'll we'll figure it out. Especially if they want to ask financial questions, because Dad is a CPA. Um, you can ask spiritual questions from a Christian biblical point of view, because uh, Mom is a is an elder dad is a pastor and if you had e, uh, social emotional and mental questions because mom is a therapist i mean uh we're me and my brother and my and my children we're blessed because uh not just because uh i have parents that are alive but mm. they're they're uh they're vibrant and they are educated right? and they're learned like you know and they have the experience so um I'm just I'm just a blessed individual. My brother's a blessed individual. Um, my children are blessed, and hopefully, after this conversation, you'll be blessed too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, I, this was like I, like I said in the introduction. This was a powerful episode especially when we start talking about being equally and unequally yoked. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I just want to leave you with my mes- my mission and my and my mantra. is leading a generation into destiny and leaving a legacy for the next. And I think in this conversation, that's what happened. Um, my parents, they're here to leave that legacy. And mine is to lead the next generation. Thank you. Have a great one.